conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. CEO and founder of Silo Cyben. Kilo, Kilo Cyben. Let's find out. Gabriel Theron. <laughs> what is, how do you say it correctly? Psilocybin. Good Psilocybin. morning. Psilocybin. All right. What does that mean? It's actually the active ingredient in magic mushroom. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. There we go. It's Latin names. All right. Psilocybin. Um, it, was, it was celebrations, Gabriel Theron, uh, in 2018. Constitutional Court decriminalized personal and private cultivation, possession, and use of cannabis for adults. Things have got gray since then, haven't they? Well, I don't think it's gotten gray. I think it's been clear from the outset what they, the intent was. So the intent was to open the industry for cultivators to start growing and, and export into the global market. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the players in the field made it a little bit murky because then when they realized they couldn't export, they started looking inward and say, okay, how can we get our product into the local um, economy? And, and it was never intended to come into the local economy back then, so in 2018. So I think the, the push now is to see, okay, how do we now get it into the local economy and, and how do we open those channels? And that's where the new bill hopefully comes into play. What is the current law when it comes to cannabis? The current law is you, in terms of if you have a cultivation license, you're allowed Uh to cultivate and export as bulk. And then there's about three or four other licenses that can then package that as a final product and export it as a final labeled product. In terms of personal use, you're allowed to have a couple of plants. I think it's four per per adult Uh um, at a, call it a household. So if there's two adults, you're allowed eight plants. Right. If there's eight adults, you're still allowed eight plants. So uh, this is where the, the whole thing fell flat with the clubs, where they said, no, we'll grow for you your four plants. But yes. They're still only allowed eight plants. Okay. So, that, so, so, look, we are masters when it comes to writing legislation, but we're not very good with, uh, speaking South Africa, mm. with the enforcement of it. So I think that's the, the biggest problem is we... We create these rules, but we, we don't enforce them. Yeah, I've, I've read in a report that some cannabis shops, because they're springing up all over the place, some are, uh, are closed down or, or the owners are arrested, but some aren't. Well, yes. <laughs> it, it, it is actually quite frightening if you, if you walk in Durban, walk in, in Pretoria, all of these places, there's, there's plenty of cannabis shops everywhere. Mm. And they are selling THC, and it's, it's completely illegal. It's a Schedule Six narcotic at this point in time. So, so like I said, we we, we don't enforce. Um, right. Okay. Explain the difference THC. What for for somebody who's got no clue what that's about. <laughs> All right. So THC is the is the active ingredient that is actually psychoactive. So that is the one that creates the high. If okay. I can call it that. And CBD. There's a lot of what we call cannabinoids in the plant. So THC being one, um, CBD being a, another. And th- those are the two mostly known uh, cannabinoids mm-hmm. to the public. There's other ones like CBG, THCV, and so forth. And they all have different uh, properties in terms of feeling that they create. So mm-hmm. one will be help, help for pain. Others are appetite suppressants, or so they claim. Remember, there's no or very few clinical studies done. So there's still a lot of research being done in the space. So you're not allowed to make claims 
in terms of what these active ingredients will actually do at this point in time. Okay, so if I go into a shop, I can only buy CBD, not THC, for example. According to the current legislation, you're allowed to buy CBD if it's less than 20 milligrams per mole, right. so, or 600 milligrams per bottle, which is very, very little. As soon as it goes over that mark, it becomes a schedule four and you need a doctor prescription. Okay. According to legislation, yes. all other cannabinoids, THC, CBG, all of those are blanketed under a schedule six narcotic. Okay, according to, and, and that's the point you raised, according to legislation. You can have all the legislation yeah. in the world, but if nobody's checking what's being sold in the shops, it's pointless. Exactly. Okay. What, who does that fall under? Does that fall under the police or is there a special, uh, or does it fall under the drug administration that we have? Wh- wh- who is responsible for the checking of that? So currently, all of this falls under SAPRA, the South African Health, Product, um, Regulator, or Health Products Regulatory Authority. So they are the, the governing body that actually issues the, the manufacturing and cultivation licenses as today. Mm. Um, because this is a Schedule 6 narcotic, all of it falls under them. Um, so this, it's considered a health product at this point in time, or it falls under that department. So they've got their law enforcement side um, licensing side and so forth. Gabriel, this is where why I, I felt it was gray, right? So if I go to a shop, I can't buy, for lack of a better word, I can't buy a joint, right? I'm not, am I, or can I? Am I allowed to buy uh, cannabis, or am I allowed to buy dacha in a cigarette to smoke? Current legislation prohibits you from buying or trading in cannabis in South Africa. But I can grow my own plants and do that very same thing in the privacy of my own home. You can can grow it uh, at your own premise and then you can give it to your friend. Because (laughs) as long as you you don't transact. So remember, transacting is more than just monetary. So if it's bought or whatever, according to legislation. But I can give it to you. All right, so um, you, I can't, I can't give you a liter of petrol for, for a, a joint. No, no. Okay. Although I don't know how much is a joint worth. Is it worth a liter <laughs> of petrol these days? You see, the, Probably. This is my point. Are we losing out on money here, Gabriel Theron? Is the country losing out on on VAT on sales and on taxes and 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 massive taxes like they put on cigarettes and booze? Massively. So. If you look at what, what the global estimate, so there's actually a report where they, and, and again, it's very difficult to quantify, but they, they have like um, surveys that they do, and they, they estimate the current South African cannabis market to be around, the, I think it's $1.9 billion <laughs> um, in terms of revenue they've created through, that, through selling cannabis. And at, at this point in time, the majority of that is illegal. Yes. So, the, and, and this is where, from a regulatory point of view, if you look at drugs in, this, in totality, we are always very quick to say, no, we don't want to legalize cannabis or psychedelics or whatever the case, because we don't want our kids to have access to this. Your kids will, in any case, have access to it. It just comes from a legal source. I was gonna, that, was, that was my last point. <laughs> this is increasing illegality. Because, as you say, you're not allowed to sell, but you know that you're going to sell. You know you're going to get that liter of petrol for something. So we're, we're creating a black market here. 
Exactly. And and a point I can I can raise. During COVID, it was illegal to sell uh, alcohol. Yes. Did that stop alcohol sales? It didn't. It just created a black market for it. So if you look at countries like Netherlands, for example, where they opened up all drugs, mm. um, and, and, but it's regulated. So as soon as you regulate it, then there's, a, there's control over it. You know who's using it. You know you can help those people. But if it's not regulated, it happens in the dark. And, and you, can't, you can't help people. You can't regulate it. You, you, you don't get revenue from it. Um, it, it's just fueling something that is, is not supposed to be fueled. Gabriel, we've got to move on. But quickly, somebody just sent us a WhatsApp voice note. Does CBD have an adverse effect on the liver? Depends on, vol- uh, on, on potency. So it depends on how much you use of it. Right. So in terms of the current legislation, the, the levels that is allowed is very, very little. So when you use that, no. Um, people should be careful when they're using high, high concentrates of CBD. It's not so much a CBD, but it's what they use with it. So if you're on right. other chronic medis- medication, what they've seen happens is that it actually increases the absorption of the other medication. All right, and so bottom line, talk to your doctor, Gabriel. Let's, let's end it there. If you have exactly. an issue, talk to your doctor and find out. Exactly. All right, Gabriel Theron, we have to leave it there. Thank you very much. CEO and founder of Silo Cybin.